All right, you're listening to the Cutthroat Podcast. You got me, Pal Crystal, at Where to Waco on Twitter, at Morgan from Oz, and hopefully soon we'll be joined from at Patty from Cut. And we have a lot to talk about today, so we're going to get right to it, and we're going to start talking about Survivor. So, Morgan, as a Survivor super fan that we have here, I'm going to give you the floor to start talk. you know, fire off whatever you want to start off with. Wow, um, what a big week we have in reality tv um so survivor 41 uh had the premiere last week or maybe survivor one as jeff said drop the four because this is a new game (laughs) 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 even though we're going to keep referencing referencing the past all the time so don't know how that works um but we start on the beach with a oh no we don't start on the beach but anyway with a are we doing a come on in, guys, or, or are we not using the word guys anymore? And I'm all for more inclusive language. So I was like, yeah, this is cool, whatever. Yeah, if it gets more if it, if it gets more people to feel like they're included, good. Um, it hasn't had such a great response on the Survivor Facebook page, but I, I think that that's an awful place to, to gauge people's opinions. The worst. <laughs> the worst and most evil place is the Survivor Facebook <laughs> um so the cast itself um was magnificent I thought um there seemed to be a lot of representation from underrepresented groups within communities um very diverse cast not just ethnic ethnicity wise um also um a very gender diverse cast um with some representation from the LGBTQI community, um, which is wonderful to see. I love, I love to see different people on reality TV because I think it adds to the game. They 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 come from a diverse background. They bring they bring more to the game. So it was cool. I liked a lot of the characters, um, and we had a two hour premiere with two brutes and I really enjoyed the way they did it um, by not having like two single episodes, but by having two of the three tribes go to tribal council. Um, and yeah, I thought it was great. What did you think of it? I thought it was, it was great as well. And, and I agree with your, your point on diversity because there's just so much representation now. And I think that, you know, and also, you know, the use for more inclusive language, you know, obviously I have, I've been vocal about me catching up on this show through Paramount Plus, right? And I've seen all the seasons. And obviously, a lot of people have been watching Survivor, I think, in a similar fashion. And they've been kind of seeing a lot of maybe the errors that Survivor's made in the past on, you know, just a lot of the problematic things that the show has done. So they're making up for that now with the, with this new game. But I really liked it. And the, and the one thing that caught me by surprise right away was the length of time. 26 days. Okay, and I was already thinking like, well, I don't know how much I'm going to like this because day 33, day 34 is usually when you have like a few people go crazy because they've been there too long. And that's when things start getting, you know, out of hand. But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, if it's 26 days, they're going to have to start playing like right away. And like usually when it's 39 days, you have time until the merger when you really have to turn it up. But it's almost, I think it's going to be a situation where like, from the outset of this game, if they're going to be going, you know, two tribes at a time to tribal council until they get to the merger, this game is going to be turned up, you know, a few, a, a lot more notches. And I, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, I agree. And given the first boot that we saw, um, it was a nice change. Although it was a person of color, it was a nice change to see a stronger person um, be a first boot rather than um, the middle-aged woman, which is a well-renowned first boot on Survivor. Um, and I thought that was interesting. I think that given when you're in a six-person tribe, I think it's very, very important to keep challenge strength because you're very quickly whittled away, um, especially if you're going to two tribes going to tribal each episode. Um, but they obviously valued the social bonds more than they valued his challenge strength. Um, 
So that it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them. Um, bold strategy, Cotton. I, I agree, and I th- I think what it is is what I've noticed from some of these seasons where you have like the the smaller tribes get whittled down, and like there's always the weakest one that has like three people left. Those tribes that like literally win nothing but lose like everyone and have to make like really you know cutthroat decisions off the back. They they kind of. I don't know, since they've weathered the storm, they have a little bit more perseverance and, and they they know how to whittle their way through the game. So I think that the social play is interesting because later on, say, even if some people get out, like you might have some people who are still loyal to you once, you know, if you're able to make it through. And yeah, I think and that, it's, it's been shown many times when a tribe comes in completely decimated to the merge, the people that are left become such a small threat to a big group that they get missed and oftentimes find their way to the end. Yeah. So I'm excited to see more. There's already, there's definitely some people who are, who are trying to play, who are openly trying to play too hard and they need to like kind of take a step back. And then there's people that are like really, you know, playing a smart game, just like the, the social play of getting rid of a strong player just to keep somebody who's, who you know can be loyal or manipulated into voting your way is was a really smart move and a smart move that was like didn't really make too much of a ripple effect like no it wasn't too much on anybody's radar that hey somebody's already playing the game pretty strong here yeah um but was there anyone that stood out for you oh my god so so right now i'm terrible with names yeah and there seemed to be a lot and because there was like so much in one episode like I've had to go back through like cast bios to see who the people I were, I like who they were, the people I liked. Um, who was the person that pulled off the, that pulled off the move I was talking about? Um, who kept, who kept the school teacher because she was, she knew she could use her as a vote. Who, who is, um, she was the one that also said, I, I think she also said that guys was fine. I, I forget her name, but. Um, Ebby. Maybe. I'm. Uh, Evie, Evie. Um, I have to look. Yeah, it was. Um. I th- yeah, I think it was Evie, and I think uh, Evie uses the they they pronoun. I believe. Okay. Yeah. I that see. So that's why at first I said person because I didn't know. I don't. You know, since they're using a more gender fluid cast, I didn't know what their pronoun was. So thank you for for letting me know that it's they. Um. I think uh, that I, I believe so. I might be wrong there, but I know that she um I know that Evie um mentioned being queer. Um so maybe I've gone out on a limb then and said the wrong thing. But either way, I really, really loved um what Evie brought to the game. Uh, I thought it was really, really great. Yeah, because uh I, and I agree too, because you have to you have to play a smart, strong game from the get-go because you have to have that resume. And especially now, it's 26 days. Like like I said, it's going to be fast-paced, and you have to string together a quick a quick resume pretty quickly. And, I, and I'm, interesting to, I'm interested to see if it's going to be like this going forward because I actually kind of prefer have that they're out there longer because I feel like that's a more, you know, te- that's a test more. But do, yeah. you think, but do you think it's a situation, like I was saying, that maybe – having to play 26 days of this game intensely is way more strenuous on is going to be way more strenuous on them than no, the other way around. I, no, I don't think so. Like I watched, I watched Survivor Australia, which is 50, which is 55 days. Like it's not more strenuous to play a shorter amount of time. And like the season I just watched of Australian Survivor, like they were playing from day one. Usually like you have to think it's a marathon, not a sprint, but the pre-merge of Australian Survivor was insane absolutely insane so i don't think it really dictates how fast you have to play the game but there won't be that time where you can have a lull because if if you start fast it's going to continue to be like that i believe um just with the amount of times that you're going to tribal in a short space of time and i think that because there are a lot of rest days in a 39 day season of survivor and they just won't have that yeah, it's gonna be go go go, and they're and they're gonna yeah. have to think think really fast. And I like that there's more options now. Like, yeah, yeah is this, I, is I this... like that that tribe that did go to tribal, the Yasser tribe. Um, 
I think they were my favorite. I agree. Yeah. Mind. Mind. I, I, actually, I liked Liana and I liked Evie. Um, I thought they were fantastic. I'm trying to think who else I liked. I think um, I think it was Shan that I liked. What's what's the, the or I was the one say, who the one who um was I think she's like maybe she's a youth pastor or something. And oh like, yes, yes. The I, one I'm, that had like the like psycho music playing in her head when she does mischievous things. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited for her. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I pastor. She, yeah, I mean, she Shan, herself that Shan, right. Yeah. yeah, Shan and JD, and I'd be interested to see how their relationship goes throughout the game because I really liked them, and the fact that she was able to convince Sarah, I think it was, that like they were cool, and like she was so, yeah, like they seemed to have such a good relationship, and she like straight out voted her out, not a kid in the world. But her, you said her name Shan. Shan, yeah. Her and Evie, they're they've already pulled off two really strong moves without the rest of the tribe really being aware of it, and that's yeah. what, I, what I liked about they're, their Like they're not even the next target in line. Nope. Like JD, JD is always going to be in front of Shan, and no one's ev- no one's even expecting anything from her. Whereas like he told the truth and was still seen as a liar. Yeah, yeah, it's because well, it's because he's he's playing. He is playing a very strong game from the get-go, and he needs to like, tur- like yeah, slow he needs it, to down, turn it down. Turn he's it very down. excited. He's a super fan, and he you can see how excited he is to be there, and he needs to turn that down. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, who else is in that? What's what's the guy's name that's in that tribe that was going gunning for JD? Um, Ricard. Ricard, oh, yes, Ricard, Ricard. I like Ricard, but I also feel like he needs to turn it down because he was so aggressively going after JD that it's like it'll it'll come across too much as like Ricard's move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he pulled yeah. the trigger on that, and like and like you know it, it puts a target on you right away. But I like Ricard, and it's the the dynamic between him and JD who are playing such a strong game off the bat is going to be really interesting going forward. Real quick, I, like I just want to say Patty that, from Patty's here. Yeah. Well, Hi, what's Patty. up? We're, we, uh, so, Twenty-one year old Patty is in the <laughs> building. Happy birthday, you know, sir! You How Thank you feeling? Guys. I didn't. We, I didn't even know if you'd be alive today. <laughs> oh my! When when uh, Mysterio uh, tweeted on the uh, on Friday because my birthday was the twenty third uh, on the Thursday, but when Mysterio tweeted like asked like adding me, making sure I was okay. That was like the funniest thing that I could have ever have thought of. Like, oh my God, he had me like legitimately laughing my ass off at like seven in the morning or whenever I saw it. Yeah, he but, was really yeah. concerned for your welfare. He was. Yeah, we just wanted to make sure you're good. He's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Patty, we're talking, uh, getting a little bit of our sur- survivor talk on before we get into the challenge yeah. and the. Uh, pretty much essentially what we're describing is kind of how the game is is they're playing it differently for 41 they're 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 ushering in a new change of survivor they've shortened it down from 39 to 26 days i think and that it's only pr- temporary though yeah i i i i agree just because of the covid and everything yeah because I, I i would assume that they have to quarantine and they get to fiji so i i would assume it would just be for these first two seasons i agree i i, I totally 100 percent agree with you and maybe even if so, they, may, yeah. so maybe that day thirty three craziness will now see on like day twenty three. I hope so. I, is I, this I, like? I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Ask the ask your question. Uh, I was gonna say, is this like the NFL moving to seventeen games? Like, is like is no, it they gonna go, fuck up all the more. record books? <laughs> yeah, they got Look, more. But is it is the same thing gonna happen? Where it just fuck no, up, fucks up this all is, the record books? This is everybody. This is, uh, we qualify. This is like the bubble season. Give it an asterisk. <laughs> yeah but it's it's like oh uh, hang on we can't say that because we got Lakers fan here no it's oh, like yeah. basket, <laughs> basketball at its purest form you got survivor at its purest form no like, we don't have don't no you got this crazy no. you got this crazy no. game that's gonna, we this is the opposite of exactly right so, that's yeah, not what we meant fine. bubble boy op- opposite opposite the bubble then fine. yeah yeah well yeah. no the bubble is exactly it bubble. <laughs> i've Where's your guys' bubble rings? That's all I'm going to say. Brings. <laughs> Bungs. 
No, that doesn't sound as good. Yeah, that is wow. terrible. Brings, yeah, get out of here. Clip that. We need we need to clip that. Just I, I want it to end just on your on your just dud of a joke. <laughs> okay, we'll see what we can do about it. Uh, <laughs> there was a game show sound in there. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's already like it's a very we were talking about how we like a lot of the players already, which which yeah. I think is a, is a good thing, because I from from a lot of the seasons that I've seen, I've gone to plenty of seasons where like right off the back to the two seasons. I'm like, I don't like a lot of the people at all in these casts. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case at all this season. There's like plenty of people through all of the tribes that are like very interesting, have interesting stories. And I'm like mm-hmm. eager to see how they play the game going forward. Yeah, there was a reason why I couldn't. Like, usually I know who I like immediately because there are so many who are just like meh, but like there are heaps of people on this season who I'm interested in and who I want, want to see more of. So this is good. It's a good thing. I agree. Do you, uh, do you want to add anything else before we, we talk, discuss uh, the best episode of the challenge thus far? No, I'm good. Let's go. All right, Patty, you just fresh off your, the watching of the episode yeah what do, what do we have to say guys what do, how did you guys feel about it let me let me pick your brains a little bit about it how did we feel at the start of the episode so it starts off with the fight so right. like overall i like honestly just real quick overall like this episode is like starting to really get me into the challenge like this is the episode i think is like a turning point for me at least to where I'm really gonna like want to go back and watch earlier seasons and that kind of a thing, like and it's because of that fight at the beginning of the episode, like and I I can't believe Fessy would would be that careless to just throw his hand in Josh's face, like I just don't understand how he like if he's so smart then why like what is he doing? Because he was pretty calm like the entire time except for right there. Yeah, that's the, that's the crazy part is he is usually really calm. Something Josh said, something Josh had to have said though, struck a nerve with him. Uh, uh, like toward that, that really got him to push because he was kind of saying like, "I'm gonna expose who you are" and like, using language like that. And I think that's what kind of got it out of him. I forgot that we we took a week off, so we didn't even talk about kind of like how last week's episode and this week's episode are, are a combination, essentially, right? And uh, I mean. Yeah, not but that it, not that it matters. Really like we only really have, yeah, we only really have to pick up from this from this fight because that's exactly. that's where things get interesting. But let if we rewind a little bit and we kind of start the fight over, uh, let's talk about how we feel. How you know, Tori was the one who said, you know, thinking like, oh, should I joke around about the pizza? And of course, it was Tori that had to set it off. But once Corey got involved and picked it up, picked in on it, because they they could tell that Amber had some real anger on the situation, and they wanted to get Josh thrown in too. Oh man, it just made for a terrific situation. And as much as like Tori and Corey want to say that they weren't in on it or like they didn't mean for that to happen, they one hundred percent did. They've seen they've seen Johnny Bananas work in that house for for seasons and seasons and seasons, and that's typical Bananas one hundred and one. Like, they knew what they were doing. They they fueled that fire. They lit the match and they ran away like cowards. And then at the end, Tori with her arms up like, what? I didn't mean for that. Oh, fuck off, Tori. Make me sick. Yeah, that was totally on purpose. Like they, they knew exactly what was going to happen. Corey has taught his hip checked someone before over pasta and he's gotten thrown off the show. Nelson hit uh push someone in the face in a similar way kicked off the show so when i saw that messi did that i was like oh he's gone easy like i already know he's gone i almost thought esther could be gone because her throwing the drink in in amber b's face i was like "Ooh, that's that's over over the line in today's challenge standards like they 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 usually don't put up for drunken nonsense like i've seen them send people home for drunken arguments um not even getting physical just like they were so drunk and yelling like turbo happened to him uh, Camilla and Tony happened to them one season. So it, it, I just it's don't something. think Esther was drunk. I don't think she can even no. use that. I think she was like stone cold sober. And that's why I think it was even worse. Every, it, it seems that almost every like challenger in that, in that house, like all, all the, the women are, are extremely jealous of Amber B 
because there's no reason that she should have any this much hate at all. We've been we've been talking about it like we've we, I don't know how many times we've said it, Morgan. Like she's done nothing wrong. Yeah, she's absolutely and, and they, done nothing wrong. They she's, constant they constantly edit. Well, it doesn't matter. Like we can only go by what we're shown, and we're not shown anything that's that that tells us that Amber B has done anything wrong. But all we are shown is them being like burner who is not involved at all shut the hell up stop talking about amber but like that clip where they were like oh if she's so nice people don't have to tell people that they're nice and then they left in a clip of esther telling josh that she's just a nice girl and i lost my shit like (laughs) i thought that was a problem i thought nice girls don't tell people they're nice esther you fraud yeah, fucking fraud as hell. Telling Amber B like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what happened." Like, oh uh, yeah, you you're not sorry. And and like, Fessy's obviously been feeding this because how does Esther know anything about Amber? She doesn't. Like, that, it's all Fessy yeah. being a dick. And like, see, I think CT is a good judge of character, and he hates Berna. So, I hate Berna. No, I do too. I'm I'm Berna is he he, which Berna, is crazy because you don't... get the hell out of here. You don't ever really see CT like kind of talk about his game that much to too many people like out loud like that, but like he could already tell like she is causing t- too many waves, too much chaos like and she too many opinion too many opinions on things that don't involve her. Yeah, and she and she's like nowhere to be seen. Like when when the pizza thing happened, I don't even think I saw her in the room. Like she doesn't know how that started, and she's like, it's all on Amber. She's playing mm. the victim. It's all on her, and it's like no, it's not. You don't. You weren't yeah. So apparently. Apparently afterwards, Amber asked for medical because they, she had wine in her eyes and said her eyes were stinging. So that's why they said she was fake because they said that her eyes weren't stinging. Like wine's acidic. If it's in someone's eyes, they're probably stinging. You assholes. I, I mean, that fight, it just got so out of hand so fast. And like, we all knew it was going to happen, and it was really all just because Josh and Fessy didn't want to talk to each other. And like it had, it's just—I mean, it's apparent in like everyday life for every, like for everybody else. Everybody knew that this thing, like it was going to blow up like this. And Amber B in this situation is the victim. Like she actually is the victim. Like I don't, I don't see how like anybody can't or doesn't see it that way. What, at the end of the day, what it is is Amber B is a huge threat. But if if on the victim thing, if you don't want her to play the victim, don't make her the victim of your assault, you stupid bitches. Period. Like it, it, it's so simple to me. If you don't want her to have this victim mentality, don't do things to her publicly. Like that, you've thrown wine at her what she is the victim of that you and you made her that so you gave her the power yeah and all last season like you had no problem using her vote and she was happy to throw you down when you needed your skull she helped you do whatever you needed to do to move you forward in the game and when she like tried making one move of like partnering herself with fessy to better herself that's when it became a, a thing of like oh how dare her like like she's a, like they've been trying to make her this snake, this dirty player, and it's just like nobody's buying it because it's just like that's not like nobody that's not who Amber B is. That's not what we've seen from her, and it's just it's it's dumb at this point like that they've been beating this. When it's just like just say that you're scared of her, you could just say that she's a threat, like that that that's something that you like you'll do the same for CT. You'll say CT's a threat. You could just you could just say that you're scared of her. Point blank. Period. I'm sorry, I wanted that to sit. Yeah, you said point blank period, so I just shut up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The end. You, you, ended, you ended the discussion. I didn't, I didn't mean to end the discussion. You, you dropped the mic. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Reverse point blank period. Reverse Open back up for a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can't, you can't undo it, Esther. <laughs> so speaking of Esther, transitioning into... Wasn't it interesting how so okay actually let's get to the when when TJ when they're all the house is tense TJ comes in oh so dramatic yeah so dramatic I but like I 
honestly, anytime somebody gets kicked off the cast like this, I do kind of look forward to the TJ coming in at the middle of the day to say to disappointed dad say. TJ is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good it's such a good TJ. And he said so what I, I I was doing some reading on Twitter and what I found out is the reason why he like makes a big deal of Josh like allowing Josh to stay is I guess when Josh threw that gl glass cup down and it broke the glass ricocheted and it cut Fessy like under his chin and he was like bleeding so that's the only reason why Josh had maybe a reason of going home but they sent Fessy home we have this huge huge cry fest like so much crying I've, I've like I've never seen crying like this before Josh it's, it's big brother people. Yeah, it's spare big brother me. people. They cry. Spare me. Spare me the tears, Josh. It's the like, challenge. Oh, Get together. God. You should be happy that a threat's gone. But uh so so this threat's gone, and TJ gives them 15 minutes to go into deliberation to make their their votes. And then at one Otherwise point, he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't clean your room, I'm throwing out all your toys. <laughs> Like, who is he going to put in? Shut up, TJ. That's not real. <laughs> That's handler language. He's handling oh, them. He's manhandling them. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, and so Devin was like, well, we better get there on time. Come on, guys. Yeah, Devin's like, oh, this ruined my game. Yeah, exactly right. Devin's like, I've got too much power in this game. Get there on time, you assholes. The best part of this episode, there was no daily. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the fact that well we got all the house we got all house drama and lately what they've been doing with these extended episodes all the extended episodes is just extended daily and these challenges have sucked so far like the, the dailies that they've given us and they're just they take forever and it's like no come on let, let's let's move it along here this is too tedious like give us more gameplay give us more of what's going on in the house because the fact that we we've been able to see on twitter that there has been more happening like inside the house that they haven't been showing us and they've just been giving us more dailies is infuriating. But that's what that's what made this episode good. So good is that like all we got was the elimination at the end. And even when we got to deliberation, like nothing was set in stone throughout that. Like it wasn't a for sure thing that Esther was going to go down there because you have Amber B pleading her case and, you know, people wanting to take her out, calling her, you know, saying it's her fault and like wanting more of an apology from her when it's like she didn't do shit. How would you, you guys want to speak on that? No. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Point blank period. God damn it. <laughs> I wasn't even listening. <laughs> Morgan. What? I'm really tired. <laughs> Morgan just got home from work. I just went so to my shift. Yeah, but it's the middle of the day, fool. It's I've worked all night. Hey, happy Monday. Oh my god, it's the worst. Okay, I, well, I was essentially well. talking about how chaotic the deliberation was and like how nothing was set in stone and like how they're all kind of going back and forth. And I just wanted your thoughts essentially on that. Yeah, no, completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Like, like I just liked the whole episode. This was this was my favorite episode, yeah, without doubt. Yeah. With and like, I hate that it was really half an episode because there's just no need for, for there was no need for it to be two episodes. It's so dumb. Like here we are wanting a purge and we're stretching out this over two episodes. Yeah, completely ridiculous. You, I'm you still wanting a purge. Yeah, I'm convinced that, that I'm convinced that Jeremiah doesn't exist. I want a purge and I want it now. He's only been on screen. He's only had eight talking heads. Yeah, he's well, only... I don't think I think eight words max. Yeah, that's that's pretty much in the, like four of those words are Amber B twice. It's Amber B, Amber B. And that's like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like that's like it, man. That's all yeah. I that's all I really know about him is and, like and and lucky lucky they call you Amber B, otherwise you'd have half the amount of words you only had to say her first name. I, I really do hate they have they call her Amber B when there's no other Amber. Yeah. Last yeah. season, okay, because last season there was an uh, on double agents patty, there was an Amber M who was also so uh, they were both rookies last year, so Amber M M and Amber B. So that's true. And she doesn't really need to be called Amber B now. She could just we'll just call her Amber. 
We'll start. We'll yeah, start a trend here. I, I think she was actually called Amber B on Big Brother. Like I want to say, like I want to say that she was also called Amber B on Big Brother. So like I just think like at this point she just goes by Amber B. Yeah, I could, well, be, I, I could be wrong on that, but okay. Well, we're calling her Amber. We're calling her Amber. So another great thing that happened in this episode, Uncle CT. And uh, why am I forgetting her name right now? Emmy. Emmy, right? Yes. Alien. Yes. The alien herself. Um, she she right off the back is kind of already plotting, planning. I, I'm like curious. Did, Morgan, do you know if she won her season of Survivor? Emmy. Yes, she did. It, it clearly shows. Like she yeah. has, she has a cerebral mind. Yeah, she social game on lock, so on lock good, like Mister TJ, Mister TJ, Uncle CT. She plays people so well. For somebody who's really emotionally unstable and unhinged, she has really good connections with people. It's amazing. Yeah, she's, usually, I agree. she's such somebody, a showman too. Usually, somebody who's that unpredictable is not somebody with good social connections, but she's great. Yeah, I mean, she is clearly a major threat in this game. Like, she wins almost any competition that she really tries in. Like, as long as it doesn't have a puzzle, like, she's going to win that. And she's also such a showman. Like, I think that plays very well into her social game because, like, people just enjoy being around her. Like the, she's like the life of the party. At least that's what it seems like to me. Well, and and like since they're from Survivor, and like it literally comes from the name, like her and Emmanuel, Emmanuel, like they know how to survive. They know <laughs> what they need to do. So he, like they I know, are I know survivors. They are survivors exactly. So like he, and they their game went for like a hundred days. Yeah, fucking insane. Oh, and can I just uh, can I just tell you something a bit exciting? Yeah. I just got a response to a DM about uh, us getting a little guest appearance from a um, Australian survivor who said, "Hell yeah!" Oh shit! When okay, set the details well, this, in motion and let us know yeah. what, when. Well, and he where. just he just got married this weekend, so we might just give him a bit of space to enjoy okay. that. But um, yeah, it gives me time to in. watch this season. Yeah, he's been on two seasons. That's how good Sweet. of a how good of a character he was. Awesome. Um, this is a dude who created a fake child because everybody on his tribe was a parent. And so he wanted to fit in. So he created a fake child and got, and got caught because they were like, they were asking him all these questions and he kind of didn't really know the answers. So they were trying to trick him. And they're like, so what do you, what does he eat? <laughs> anyway, um, he's really great. <laughs> his name's Harry. And he, he's an ice cream man. Well, Harry, we're very excited that we're going to have you on here. Yeah. He's an ice cream man himself. Thank you, Morgan. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's right. we, we, we're getting places. We're going places. We're going places. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stop. Who would have thought? <laughs> we should have Charlie coming back on soon. I've been talking to him a little bit. He's been working yeah. on, on a new show, so he's been a little bit busy. But he did tell me that. Uh, it's called Lowly Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, that... It was good. It was a good one. I was gonna it do was... I was gonna do the key Hakeem Nick's laugh, but then I remembered I got loser game showed myself, so eventual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, no, I'm gonna get back to I'm just here to be Billy and just create chaos like wherever I go. That's that's my that's my role. Thank you, Patty. And we appreciate you for it. You and your damn role. So Emmy, right? So Emmy and Emmanuel are talking about, you know, if you don't go down there, you're still going to be in a rookie rookie team. And you're just going to be the target next week. That way this, you know, we, uh, I think Emmy is like f- around 5'10". And Esther is like 5'3". So that's why they had the idea, like, just go in now as opposed to being put in next week against somebody who could potentially be more physical. And that's where just the smarter gameplay from those two come in because, you know, so far what we've seen from the rookies is they've just been trying to, like, latch on to, you know, to other people, but not really 
you know, think a couple steps ahead. And at least this time we've seen an example of it, even though it's still a small term, you know, solution for the near future. I mean, at least to me, it seems like the rookies are just kind of finally learning how to play the challenge that it's, that it is more of a chess match than checkers, like where they do have to think two and three steps ahead. And I mean, I think that obviously Emmy and uh, Emmanuel uh, are like very good strategic players. And like, that's why we, we have, that's why we saw what we did in like with Emmy going in uh, to face or like to, to face her, like, I, I ran out of steam. I'm losing confidence, guys. No, it's okay. You're good. You're good. Like, uh, it, you're fine. You know, uh, I just like that, that like, how cutthroat she is. She she had the talk with Berna, and it's like, Berna is honestly kind of crazy. Let's just, I like, I think she's a little bit insane. Do you guys agree with me? I don't know. Morgan, do you, Morgan, yes. do you agree with that? She's a little insane? That shit crazy. That exactly. shit crazy. Fucking nuts. And I love that, that Emmy told her, like, I'm not your friend. You know what I mean? Like, and like, just straight up, like, betrayed her. And then, like, but it is interesting that Berna's was like questioning CT, but let's re- we'll rewind before that a little bit. CT already knowing she's causing too many waves. She's trying to get Amber thrown down there. She's going around, you know, just talking too much. She has a ton of ideas for what she wants to do. And I think she comes from Survivor as well, right? Morgan, like, hmm. Tur- Turkish Survivor, isn't that where Berna comes from? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that so that's that's her issue. She's trying to pull off a bunch of moves, where in the challenge, like that's not you know it, CT's whole thing is you want to just lay low, like you don't get docked you don't get docked votes. There's no you know people taking the final away from you for lying low and getting to the end, and she's causing just way too you know way too much commotion, way too much trouble, and we we have a situation where Emmy wants to to kind of get away from where she's going and she's a much more smarter player. And I think CT can kind of see how much, how smart of a player she is. So I think that's why all of this is really set in motion to when we get to elimination, we see that Emmy is going to go against Esther. So getting into that, how did we feel about the elimination? We had a, uh, a take on a hall brawl essentially where they had to, at the end, climb up and ring a bell. And you know Esther almost had a chance there if she didn't miss that uh, that that second one should have been hers. So how did we feel about the elimination? So I was really excited to see at least my first kind of hall brawl, like legit, because I haven't seen that yet. Um, it was not a hall brawl. I know, that I know, is, it wasn't a hall not, brawl. That is not a hall brawl. brawl. But it was similar enough to a. It was similar to a hall brawl. At least that's the fact what they rate they named like something that. else was annoying to me, like, but. I, I so I thought it was exciting, but um, if I really wish Esther would have been able to get that second or to not if I really wish she had not missed the bell on that second one because I I do think that Emmy would have won again, but like I, I I wanted to see that go to the third round. Yeah, you, yeah, well, you, you need to, you need to put some respect on the Rage Cage's name. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called that? Rage Cage, like it's a, like it's a goddamn drinking game no, for college they, that frat boys. That, because I, they I, didn't I want to Rage Cage last week. No, they couldn't call it. They, they couldn't be like, "I'm oh, not another whole bro." Like it's not a whole bro. It's a Rage Cage. <laughs> they should have just it's, called it like. If you put like lipstick hanging. on a pig, it's still a pig. That <laughs> is still a whole bro. Yeah, they've had and they've had different iterations of the hall brawl before. They had this like spiral one that was also like a chain link fence. To where they like had a like they were like face back to back, and then they had to run in a giant circle in a hallway similar, and then just get to the other per- the end of the other person's circle to hit the bell. But they met in the middle, and they had one with like Bear and Joss one season where they had to like go through the zigzag tunnels. They've had different iterations of this, but yeah, it's just a hall brawl. Like they need to not. They gave so stupid. They gave it a different name. I I agree. Rage Cage, fantasy Rage Cage, guys. Let's get some Fantasy music rage. going for that. Fantasy Rage Cage. Josh you, versus Bessie. You and me in the Rage Cage. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's getting the bitch cup? Oh my god, in Rage Cage? Yeah. We'll find somebody. We'll give it <laughs> to Josh. My bitch cup. <laughs> 
Today, Tom Brady got the bitch cup. Yeah, hell yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. Maybe Big Ben got the bitch cup. Oh, oh my God. Him, fall, him tripping and falling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, no way. Big Ben. <laughs> you know, I was at work all day. Big Ben tripped and fell. No, let's okay. oh, no, it. Okay. It, like, it was like a tower falling. <laughs> yeah, Patty. So essentially, like, he, it was, there was nobody within like six yards of him. He just oh he hiked the ball, snapped, ran to his right, and then tripped. Yeah. And like felt it right away, ditched the ball to a tight end, like four yards in front of him. And the tight end got hit right away and he just went straight down. Big Ben was tumbling. Yeah. Uh, like alone in a po- like outside the pocket. Yeah. I swear, like, if you look it up on Twitter, the, just look the, up Big the, Ben. The, the, oh my God. That's be... Like, tied, the, honestly, there needs to be Titanic music put to it. It was fucking beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck yes. Like, f- fuck you, Smeddy, for being a Steeler fan. Just <laughs> and for advertising and, ESPN this weekend, you dickhead. Oh, I saw that direct TV stream. Uh, like, what is this? Hashtag ad. Where's where's Billy's ads? Why isn't Billy verified? Yeah, why isn't Billy verified? Yeah, we need to get him verified. We need to get him and Chris verified for sure. Oh, he uh I was I was talking to him uh this morning actually. And Billy brought up to my, <laughs> Billy, flex. Yeah, Billy brought to my attention that Fessy and Dan, or, and Dan Orlovsky were getting into it. Did you really? see? Did you see this, Morgan? No, but one of them is a football player, and the other one isn't. That okay? So that's why <laughs> Bill, that's why Billy brought it to my attention because Fessy was going at Dan Orlovsky as if he didn't play in the NFL. He said. Oh yeah, you you an- he called him you analyst breaking down your expert tape. And it was like this dude played 12 years in the NFL at quarterback. You mother- like, yeah, okay. He might have had the single most hilarious thing happen to him. But like put some respect on Dan Olovsky's name, you hack. <laughs> you never made it and you're on the challenge. You don't get to you don't get to quote Dan Olovsky's resume to him. He he did play on Sundays. Should be playing on Sundays, motherfucker. That's so fucking dub. Oh my god. <laughs> like honestly, like have some self awareness. <laughs> you analyst took like, me out. Here, here is you who just got eliminated from the challenge for pushing somebody in the face. <laughs> Joke. Your stiff arm sucked and didn't get you into the F- NFL, and your stiff arm got you out of the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> like the 25th best tight end or whatever he was 30 second. 32nd oh my god uh, you are shit <laughs> the end so fucking <laughs> point blank period Daniel <laughs> uh, oh must be like looking at his mentions going the fuck is this <laughs> He must have thought that's cute. Here I am. Here I am on ESPN doing this like brilliant dance with Ryan Clark where we like break down film. And here you are on MTV pushing somebody in the face (laughs) at a fake nightclub. Oh no, it wasn't. It was in the house, but still. In your weird house where you share with 30. Yeah, where you sleep on a bunk bed, motherfucker. You don't get to fight with somebody when you sleep on a bunk bed. Listen, he's an he's an introvert, okay? <laughs> well, he oh should intrude more into himself, like as in off my TV. I love when like the our Twitter account like interacts with like a fessy like account or like a fessy post, and it like kind of blows up a little bit because like none of those people know what our show is actually about. Yeah, fessy stands are real. They are, and I don't understand it at all. They believe in the hype. They believe in the hype, and you know what? Gust. Uh, I, 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 they're a lost cause. They are beyond help. (laughs) Correct, correct. You analysts. You know what? You you guys, you guys never played on Sundays either. (laughs) Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) You guys can't even podcast on Sundays. Get out of here. It's, sun- it's Sunday in America. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can podcast on Sundays. They can't. 
they might have to move the challenge to Sundays because the fact that it's on the same night as Survivor <laughs> is like and moving the challenge to Sunday is the only way that this you'd get a game on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, how great would it be if next season first episode Fessy's back gets eliminated right off the bat and it's on a Sunday like they move it to Sunday. That would be the greatest thing ever. Let's make it happen. I'll send him home. <laughs> rage cage. In the rage cage. <laughs> Ring his bell. <laughs> trying to find this Arlovsky beef. I just I want to see him call him an analyst again because that was the best part. You analyst. <laughs> I spelled it wrong. <laughs> I'd be calling him an analyst. <laughs> Oh, that would make my life. It would make oh my, my life. God. Be quoted with so good. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up this episode of the challenge that we had, we had discussed. Point uh, blank period. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, Orlovsky said, "Shocking, Fessy, a bad dude, and Josh is over dramatic." And then he tagged the challenge MTV. And then Fessy quote tweeted him with, "LOL, dude, you would get walked down in an elimination. You an analyst, you better break down that film." You an analyst. Oh you an God. analyst. You better break down that film. Oh Lock my God. Down in an elimination. <laughs> Orlowski said, You and I both know eliminations don't scare me in the least. The tape won't lie. He could have at least referenced the end zone or something. Like, yeah. he's right there for yeah. you, you, hack. Like, it, the jokes write themselves. And I swear to God, if you, if you don't have something to go back at Orlovsky with, like, give it up. You, you an analyst. analyst. <laughs> you an analyst. You an analyst. You an Point analyst. blank, period. You an analyst. You can't handle this. First, you should write a rhyme about Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> He's got an album dropping soon. And <laughs> get Emmy to perform it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an analyst. I'm an analyst. I'm an analyst. <laughs> Dan's an analyst. <laughs> I'm here. I am here for this MTV and ESPN like beef. Like I want. Oh like I want the actual like networks to beef. <laughs> can we like so somehow get this happen? We have some connections at ESPN. Can we? Can we try and make this happen? Yeah, we're such wankers. We have some connections at ESPN. They, they, may have just got, they may have just got their show taken off the air, but we've got some connections. We have, we have my, we have a. He's got a new show coming on the air. Yeah, he's got a new show coming out. So yeah. we still got him. Well, I, know, I, know I know Eric Ryan Holmes email. Yeah, uh, I know somebody who got fired from ESPN. We know people who've been fired. Been retired. Yeah. I know I, I know of somebody who advertised ESPN on Twitter this weekend. <laughs> I'm really glad I watched that Clemson game too. Sucked in Smitty. <laughs> really I'm good weekend for all the... 74 of her teams. Betty's having a bad weekend. No, she's not. Her other team's won, so she's okay. No, the Steelers lost. <laughs> yes. lost. And the Bears lost. Bears lost. Dude, Justin Fields could not throw one pass like all day. He just sacked. I've never seen a quarterback get sacked. I didn't. I didn't. So I haven't gotten to watch. The, I haven't got to watch oh, the game sack yet. City. But I sack saw that. I saw City. that Miles Garrett had four sacks. Oh, you like, know him. Him and Clowney had. A, they just feasted all day long. It was amazing. It was so funny how like at the start of the season they're like, all right, so not going to play in week one to protect him from Aaron Donald. <laughs> send him out there against miles like, garrett the whole, the, whole, the whole time i was like um you know that they, they want to play in week two i like you know where when he's coming up against week three yeah like i don't think this is a good idea maybe just like put him in cotton wool forever <laughs> they need to like I see mean, him up like a goalie so like i go to ohio state right like and i'm a big osu fan like i want him to do well i did not want him to do well in this game like i wanted him to just get destroyed and that's exactly what happened and so like you know what yeah um, good 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 luck next week man i'm a big bayfield fan bayfield b-a-e field my boy he, he is a hunk he is a hunk Beautiful yeah man. yeah I bay- he's got I, the goods dude this, this is a bayfield pod 
right here. It's You're right. Bayfield pod. Yeah, this is. A I want to. I want to teach you. This is Bayfield. Let's do it. Let's make some. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll I, I know. I know somebody who makes t-shirts. <laughs> Point blank. Period. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Obviously. Either that or I'm an analyst. <laughs> I'm an analyst. I'm an analyst. I'm alone right now. Better bring down that film. This is such a good episode. <laughs> You're welcome, our listeners. I did anybody else? Sorry, feels- bubbles. <laughs> sorry, bubbles. Sorry, we sorry we didn't hook you up last week, bubbles. We gotta <laughs> we bring bubbles up for it. We got. Bro- we need we to get bubbles him on. on. Yeah, he yeah. wants to come on, and we should bring him on to discuss. Absolutely. How he felt about this season, and I've also been talking to X a little bit, and he's he said he'll he'll ramp up his uh his midway point to get caught up to us so he could, uh, you know, break down yeah. and break down how the season's gone for us so far too. So we've had, to- yeah. And whether he prefers, I'm an alien to I'm an analyst. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might like analysts more, honestly, it has a more, it has a, a, ca- a catchier tune and a more relationship. Same to the show. tune. I don't, same I don't know. Tune, Chris. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think that X- is the same tune. I think X might be more into the analyst song. <laughs> no judgment. Each to their Point own. Period. <laughs> the end. And we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emmy chose Uncle CT, right? Yeah. This has been the Cutthroat <laughs> Podcast. See at Puerto Waco, at Morgan from Oz. Happy Monday, at, at goodbye. Point blank, period. <laughs>